important and relevant to us tonight. And I don't ever want to get stuck in some kind of rut of uh, Bible preaching and teaching in some specific genre, some specific area, some specific type. I want the whole counsel of God. And so with that in mind tonight, I'm going to preach a message that God has laid on my heart. I believe it is important for us to understand that sometimes it's too late. Amen. Revelation chapter 22 and verse 11 says, and I read from the New King James, he who is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give everyone according to his work. To sobering thought, it's not a typical passage for just making folks feel good, but aren't you glad that your Bible is not just a book to make you feel good? Daniel was told in his prophetic revelations at one point to seal up the words. The revelation, the, uh, the, some things that God had showed him was to be sealed up. John, who is writing these words, also in chapter 10 and verse 4 was told to seal up the utterings of the seven thunders. But here in the verse before what we have read tonight, John is told, do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book for the time is at hand. Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. There were some things that Daniel wrote that could not really be comprehended, understood, explained until the time of the end, until our day even, some things that he wrote. There are some things that John received, some things that John wrote that is sealed up. Uh, we, we don't really understand it yet. Daniel was given insights into future empires that only God could have showed him. And people listening to him or hearing or reading what he had written would not have been ready to receive and to understand there were details 
that were hidden in the words, even that were written. The world just wouldn't be ready to understand those details until near the time of the end. But John was told not to seal. He saith unto me, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book for the time is at hand. Details that had been hidden through the years are now going to be revealed through John as the Spirit speaks through him. We live in a time of exciting prophetic fulfillment. Uh, our newspapers are continually filled with stories that match the scriptures. The things we're seeing play out right now in Syria and Turkey are aligning those countries for the prophecies that was given thousands of years ago, specifically naming those countries. The Bible tells us that they're going to be aligned with Russia and come down against Jerusalem. Turkey has been a part of NATO, a part of the Western alliance, if you will. The United States, Western Europe, but that connection is fraying and coming apart. And more and more they are turning. And now much of Syria has been basically turned over to Russian troops to manage that dispute and those things. In Turkey, the Kurds in Iraq, Syria, Iran, they are looking to Russia for guidance and leadership instead of the United States. I'm just telling you that because our Bibles tell us that's going to happen. Amen. And we didn't have to wait for the newspaper to tell us it was happening. We knew it was going to happen. Right? Well, we live in a time when this is day-to-day -day occurrences. Jesus is coming. And I want to stand in this pulpit tonight and tell you it's time to get ready. Amen. Amen. I want to stand here tonight and fulfill my God-given duty and responsibility and remind you and warn if necessary that the Lord is coming back. And it's not going to be long. Revelation 22 and 7 says, Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Yeah. Chapter 22 and verse 12. And behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me. So give every man according to as his work shall be. Someday it's going to be too late. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. Verse 11 tells us he that is unjust. Let him be unjust still. Now, if you just read that statement, you might assume that this is a very depressing passage. That God uh, is speaking through John 
and saying, well, those that are living unjustly, they're just going to live unjustly out the rest of their lives and die unjustly, and they will be unjust. But in light of the context here, because if you read only a few verses later, uh, he not only tells us he's coming quickly, but uh, he, he tells us that uh, I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. Uh, uh, you know, and takes away, he's going to be taken out of the book of life, things which are written in this book. He testifies to these things. Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, Lord Jesus, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, he closes out, be with you all. Uh, blessed are those, verse 14, who do his commandments. Who they may be, have right to the tree of life and enter in through the gates into the city. Um, the spirit and the bride say, come. That's an invitation. That means the door's not closed. Amen. That means if you're unjust, you can become just. Right? If you're filthy, you can become clean. So understanding the context, I believe this verse is just challenging us to work quickly. Amen. Amen. Because there is going to come a time when if you're unjust, you're just going to be unjust. It's going to be too late. Unjust, not justified. He said, he that is unjust, unjust, let him be unjust still. Book of Ecclesiastes tells us, there is not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. In fact, Romans 3 and 10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Romans 3 and 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Yes. We were all in an unjust, unjustified position. But thanks be to God, amen, the spirit and the bride said, come. The Lord drew my heart as a child. And the church was aligned with what God was saying. And the church was saying come. Right? Amen. I sent many a church service with my knuckles nearly white on the pew. Holding on tight. Amen. Out of fear that, that I was not going to be ready. And what I was hearing preached was, was causing me to, uh, to, to, to be disturbed and stirred up. Amen, to say the least, because I wanted to be ready. Amen. And uh, we are living in 2019 when God has spoken to this church and said, it's time to work with me. Yes. Right. It's time for us to learn how not just to work, not just to go, not just to go forward and everybody be in agreement to go forward, but to work with the Lord. Yes, so amen. The Lord. Amen? Yes. And I found in the final pages of this book that the Spirit and the Bride, the church, say, come. Yes. I believe there is an alignment that's going to be between the Bride and the church 
in this end time hour like the world has never seen. We're going to hear the voice of God. We're going to work with the Spirit. Amen. The anointing of God is going to be with us when we speak. Amen. God is going to confirm the word we say. unjust. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. The next phrase says, he that is filthy, let him be filthy still. Prophet Isaiah said in 64 and 6, but we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. He that is filthy, let him be filthy still. He's talking about the soon return. He's talking about how things are wrapping up. He's talking about how that I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me. And there's going to come a day when if you're filthy, then you're just filthy. And that is it. Amen. How tragic to be unjust. How tragic to be filthy. How tragic not to have the blood of Jesus Christ applied in your life. And the righteousness that comes from the Lord. Amen. Our faith in Him. And our obedience to Him. Saving faith in Jesus Christ. Is what gives us justification in God today. Amen. John 1 and 7. 1 John 1 and 7. But we walk in the light as He is in the light. We have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ. His Son cleanses us from all sin. You don't have to be unclean. You don't have to be unjustified. There is a remedy. Amen. That God has given us. But there's a day coming when it will be too late to be saved. And it's going to be too late for Satan also. He's busy right now. Amen. The next phrase, he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. Paul said, he that is, became sin, was made sin for us who knew no sin, that he might be made the right, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You can be righteous tonight. He goes on to say, he that is holy, let him be holy still. I mean, those we are a, Chosen generation. A royal priesthood. And holy 
nation, a peculiar people that we should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. Amen. I know it's Sunday evening. The weekend is winding down. Some of us are tired from the stuff we did over the weekend, trying to maximize our little time of enjoyment in between the work days of the week. Amen. It's been a long day, perhaps, and the time is changing. It's going to get dark earlier and all those kind of things. We get a little weary. We get a little tired. But, my friend, we are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. Amen. We are the Marvelous light. Don't act Amen. like you don't want to be here tonight. Amen. Amen. Come on now. Amen. Don't act like you, you, you wish you somewhere else tonight. Brother Greer brother, brother used to preach. Uh, he, he had a little saying he liked to say. He said, I'd rather be here than to be in the best hospital in the country. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. He was a care. He liked to say he wanted to run through a troop or run through a wall and jump over a troop. He'd say backwards. You know, I just see him run through a wall. In fact, I'll tell you one. Brother Greer, when he was younger, now he's passed on, gone to be with the Lord now. But but there was a he was a man full of zeal. When he was younger, there was one time he got to preaching. Amen. And they was getting ready to baptize somebody. He ran and jumped into the baptistry. <laughs> jumped in there. Amen. Now, if I ever try that, I'm going to get a pole ball or something. And have an ambulance waiting outside the door. I'm not going to try that. Don't you worry. That's the Lord tells me to. But, but there, there's, you know, he, he just full of so much zeal. And, uh, We've been called out of darkness into this marvelous light. Amen. Amen. And so we ought to show forth his praises. Yes. In fact, we don't care if folks think it's peculiar of us. Right. <laughs> right? We are peculiar people. That's all right. I, I, I quit being uh, self-conscious about that a long time ago. Yes. Because I may look peculiar, I may seem peculiar, but let me tell you something, I'm a child of the king. That's right. Yes. I'm part of the royal image. Yes. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He that is holy, let him be holy still. I'm going to tell you something. Amen. I've got the righteousness of God. Amen. It's not mine. Mine is his filthy rags. It ain't worth anything. You won't get me anywhere. But I believe in the righteousness of God. Amen. I claim that. Amen. I've been down in the waters of baptism. I come up. Amen. I spoke in other tongues. Amen. I'm not talking about my pedigree or something here. Amen. But Paul himself talked about some of the things and experiences he had. I'm just telling you. Amen. I know that God. God is with me. I know, amen, that my sins have been put under the blood tonight. 
Amen. I plan to be righteous when he comes back. I plan to be holy when he comes back. Amen, amen, amen. In the body of this flesh, his flesh through death, he went to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. I can stand before God and I don't have to hang my head about anything because I have been made unblameable in His sight. Yes, Lord. Praise God. And so the enemy is busy trying to tempt us and trying to trip us up. And if he can find any little thing to just get a burr under your saddle or get some kind of little thing going between you and somebody else in the house of God. Oh, yeah. Don't you know the devil will do it in a heartbeat? Yes, he will. He will do it in a heartbeat. Yes, he and he, he is the temp, tempter of the brethren. He is the accuser of the brethren. Amen. He's day and night accusing us. Amen. He, he never stops. Amen. Saying things about us. But if we care what the devil thinks, we, we're in trouble already. I don't care. We don't care. The song used to say, what the devil don't allow. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk in tongues anyway. Yes, amen. We don't care what the devil don't allow. We're going to worship the Lord anyhow. Right. Hallelujah. He's going to talk anyway. Just let him talk. <laughs> amen. I'm, I'm too big. I don't have time to listen to the stuff the devil's That's saying. Right. I got a job to do. I got work to do for the kingdom of God. And I plan to do that because I plan to be ready when the Lord comes back. Yes. Praise God. But there's coming a day when it's going to be too late That's for right. the devil. Right now, he's still working on every one of us. But there's coming a time when God's clock is going to tick one more tick. And when it does, he'll never touch us again. He'll, we will forever be beyond the reach of the enemy. We're going to stand with the Lord forever and never again be attacked by Satan. He's going to be bound for a thousand years. And then for just a short period, he's going to be let out just a little bit so that, so that uh, his, uh, you know, the people will once again have that, uh, the old tempter for just a little bit. But it's basically going to prove that thousand years that even with Satan bound, people's flesh is going to cause them to not serve God. You better get the victory over your flesh. Amen. Amen. But the tempter is going to be bound, and then he's going to be cast into that lake of fire. The Bible says where the Antichrist and the false prophet already are. He's going to be cast into that lake of fire forever. Tormented day and night forever and ever. Revelation 20 and 10 says, and it's going to be too late for the devil. I got news for you, devil. One of these days it's going to be too late for you. Amen. And in the Amen. meantime, I'm going to keep doing what God's called me to do. Amen. And then he says, and behold, I come quickly. Verse 12, and my reward is with me. He's coming quick. He's got a reward with him. But when he comes, there's going to be no more time to reach our loved ones. There's going to be no more time to 
evangelize. There's going to be no more time to talk to our neighbors. That's something we talk about a whole lot anymore. But I feel it on my heart tonight. Amen? Amen. I think we need to get a sense of urgency. Yes, we do. I mean, God's working in this place. Right? You believe that, don't you? Yes. Man, God is working in this place. God is working in our lives. So, the Spirit of God at work. The group of people that says, we don't let God work, we're going to try to work with Him. And the Spirit and the bride say, come, it's reaching it's reaching. It's reaching. What well, I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of things we can talk about that the Spirit might be saying. But I'm going to tell you one thing the Spirit is saying and said, Come. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Come. Yes, Lord. Now, I don't ever want to get out of line with that. Right. Everything we do around here is trying to reach for people. That's right. It's like because we're trying to put numbers on the board. We're sent into some place and brag about how many folks we had in church. It's about take our souls that cost yes, Lord. They are people. That time is ticking. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Amen. And, and like, like the old preacher preached years ago, one of our camp meetings, amen, that awesome, awesome message with the unction of the Holy Ghost and a fire of conviction hit that place. He began to talk about thousands marching, marching. Amen. He had them marching by the church and saying this and hollering this and all this stuff. But they're marching, marching, marching. I wish I could preach it. I wish you could hear it tonight. But I'm telling you, they're marching to hell. They're marching to hell. And if anybody's going to stop them, it's not going to be the PTA. It's not going to be the political party. It's not going to be the government that's going to stop them. The only person that has a hope, the only group of people that have a hope, amen, of reaching them and changing their eternal destiny is those that understand. There's a broad way that leads to a place called hell. And there's a narrow way that leads to a place called heaven. Amen. I, 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 I believe in God's going to help us to reach folks. I believe there's going to be a great revival. I'm anticipating, expecting. Amen. I just wake up in the morning thinking about it many times. But I'm here to tell you, there is going to come a time when the clock is going to run out. God's time clock is yes, going to strike 12. It's going to be midnight and it's going to be all she wrote. Amen. And he that is filled is going to be filled. The 
going to give you the term righteous is going to be unrighteous. But he that is righteous and he that is holy, they're going to be holy. And so what are we to do? We have to understand that the Spirit says come. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And the man who had been in the Spirit on the Lord's day was saying come. The churches that were being led of the Holy Ghost, the bride saying, come, come, because it is time. Amen. He says, I got my rewards with me. Let me tell you something. Amen. He's going to have rewards for those that serve. But there's going to come a time when it's going to be too late to serve. He's going to have rewards for those that labor. Amen. But there's coming a time when it's going to be too late to labor anymore. Now is the time before it's too late. Now is the time. I challenge you tonight to give your all in service to the Lord. Make it your highest priority. Amen. Before it's too late. Warn your world. Invest your life in reaching souls. Because it is the greatest, most rewarding thing you can ever do. Amen. You can lay up all kind of things in the bank down here. And it may not last. But I am telling you, when you come. And you've been bearing precious seed. And you've been weeping. Amen. But you come with those sheep. It is going to be the most awesome of rewards and the most joyous thing that can possibly happen. Amen. I'm not worried about crowns when I get to heaven, but I pray, Lord, there's a bunch of folks that are there because of me. That I reached out to them and showed them Jesus. And when they saw Jesus, they said, that's what we've been looking for. Right. Amen. I'm not the Messiah. I'm not their answer. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to do everything I can to point them to the one who is. Yeah. We don't have much time tonight. And it's, up to, it's incumbent upon the church tonight for us to become very, very occupied with the king's business. And God will help us. Yeah. This gospel going to be preached on the world. How's that going to happen? It takes a miracle. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It only happens through a miracle. That's right. This gospel is going to be preached in all the rapture. And I'm speaking that by faith in that. Yes. How's it going to happen? It's going to take a miracle. Yes. But I believe we're going to see a miracle. Yes. I believe we're getting ready to see a miraculous intervention of the Holy Ghost. Yes. It ain't going to happen because the church is sitting down complacent. It's going to happen because of the church that said, We got to work while it's day. We got to work while there's time. There's somebody in this city that hadn't heard. There's somebody in my neighborhood that don't know. Somehow I've got to reach out to them. And somehow they've got to hear about this saving gospel that the Lord has entrusted to us in this generation. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. The Spirit and the bride say come. There's a lot of things. The Bible talks about by your fruit you'll know. Right? I'm closing. By your fruit you'll know. 
The Bible talks about the, the, the absolute essentiality of the new birth. All of that's very clear in Scripture. But I know this also, that when you get down to the last page of this book, it tells me that the bride is saying, And let him who hears say come. And let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take of the water of life freely. Folks, we're not selling the Holy Ghost. I'm not trying to make a profit off the Holy Ghost. It's freely given. Yes, it is. By the Lord. Yes, it is. The salvation sent from God suits me just fine. It's old, yet it's new. It's powerful, yet it's true. Amen. Let him that is thirsty come. I'd like to get up on the tallest building in the rector and just, just to the top of my lungs scream it to everybody. Let him that is at thirst and drink of the waters of life freely. Hallelujah. Do you feel the flow of the Holy Ghost that we have in our services? That's those waters of life. That's right. That's right. You, if you're thirsty, you can drink. If you are thirsty, amen, you can leave satisfied. Yes. You don't have to leave, amen, still thirsty, but you can come and drink and be filled if you knew who's offering you a drink, the Lord says. You, you'd want this drink. You'd, be, you'd say, get me to drink of that. Amen, amen. Well, should we go over to this church? Should we go to that church? Should we go to this well? Should we go to that well? Amen. I'm talking about the Lord's well. Yes. I'm not talking about a denomination. I'm not talking about a steeple or a sign on the outside of the building tonight. I'm talking about a well of living water that can be in you springing up in the everlasting life. I've been a lot of places. I've seen a lot of faces, Brother March. I'm going to tell you something. There's something flowing in this place. Yes, amen. Amen. And so what we got to do? We got to somehow reach some thirsty folks. Amen. Because we know where the water is. That's right. Amen. So stand with us tonight. We know where the water is. We know where the water's at. Amen. You can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make it drink. I understand that. I made that statement.
this week. Oh, I've been drinking water. Kim said, see if he began to drink. I said, I can take him to the water, but I can't let him. Let me tell you something. Amen. There is water here. Amen. At least I can tell you I know where the water's at. It's not just this property, just this building, just this box. I'm going to tell you what, it's amongst these people. Amen. And, and, and when the thirsty folks come, they're going to find a river of yes. living water. Amen. Would you let that stir your spirit yes. tonight? Would you let that stir down deep inside something in you tonight? And, and, and just, just remember that this book wraps up saying, Surely I come quickly. And it says, Amen. Would everybody just say, Amen? Amen. Even so, he said, Come, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. That grace is with us, folks. Amen. We need to take it to somebody. We need to share it with somebody. We need to make an opportunity. Create, amen, an opportunity. Praise God for this thing to work because it will work. Yes, Lord. It will work. Yes. Are you ready to just work with it tonight? I believe God wants us to recommit ourselves tonight to reaching for lost folks. Amen. I believe God wants to us to recommit ourselves tonight to making sure we're ready when it comes back. And so I'm opening up this altar. It's open. Amen. Come right ahead right now. Amen. Find your place to kneel. Find your place to sit. Find your place to stand. Amen. But come. Hallelujah.